when we saw his office, he has his name on his desk and the title says businessman. (laughs) (laughs) So we don't really know what he does. He's a a businessman. So so what more do you need? (laughs) Hi, everyone. This is Seema. And this is Swas. And you're listening to Bollywood Basharam with our special host, Nirva. Hi, Nirva. Hi, guys. Okay, so today, Nirpa, Soas, and I are going to talk about Jug Jug Jiu, a movie which I have not yet gotten the chance to watch. Are we going to address the elephant in the room? I just which is it. I just addressed. <laughs> I know you're <laughs> so against nepotism, and our first guest on the show. <laughs> what have you gotten? What have you done? what have you brought your family into this flag bearer of nepotism (laughs) you love alia so much that i figured if i was more like her then maybe you would love me as well (laughs) okay well nirpa marahata what did you think of jig jig jia i actually liked it well i'm not really shocked by it i feel like i was the one who was like oh i feel like i'm gonna like it and you two are kind of hesitant about it before we watched it yeah, you were the only one that was excited about it. Well, yeah. I was definitely like, oh, God. Okay, this movie. Yeah. So what were your thoughts on the movie? Um, I, I thought it was better than I expected. So I didn't really watch the full trailer before I went to go watch it. Mm-hmm. I only watched the little part where Anil Kapoor makes a joke about women. I was like, another movie like this where they're going to make stupid jokes like this. But I think it's a lot more than just that one scene. That's funny. That's exactly where I stopped watching the trailer too because I was like, I get what this movie is. I don't need to watch more of this. Wait, what exactly are you... Which... I don't remember. Which joke are you... The scene where uh, Varun and uh, Anil Kapoor are on like the terrace and Varun is like, you know, what festival is the biggest? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember now. Yeah. Okay. The movie wasn't just that is what you're telling me. Yeah. Shocking. (laughs) I mean, there was that, but it was more than just that. Okay, okay, sure. I feel like Anil Kapoor is so good at playing those roles. Like that angry, explosive husband that is just not great to his family, you know? That it just fit. That's interesting. So your guess is that he's an angry, explosive, abusive husband? Um, Slash father? My guess is that... Okay, so... I'll tell you what I've done so far. I've watched a trailer and then I've like read some reviews on their performance. Okay. So based on that, I feel like Anil Kapoor is obviously cheating on his wife and his wife feels very like neglected in this relationship, or maybe they both feel neglected, but Anil Kapoor has more of the power in this relationship. And uh, he kind of always takes her for granted and like doesn't see the amount of effort that she puts into this relationship. And then, you know, he's cheating on her. She probably finds out she's angry. She's hurt. They probably have like a blowout about where she for the first time, like uh, shares how she actually feels and forces him to listen. And he, you know, maybe has like a moment where he's like, I should be better. Um, And then... I don't know if they would get divorced. Like, as much as I would like them to get divorced, the parampara, you know? Uh, So I feel like they wouldn't actually get divorced. They would, like, 
I don't know, they would have this explosive moment and then they would like have loving eyes at each other again and they would like start holding hands again. Um, And so you're supposed to understand that they both decided to put effort into their relationship. Okay, what do you think about Varun and Kiara's character? Okay, so Varun and Kiara's characters. So I feel like their characters are supposed to be both like go-getters that, um, you know, like at work, they're both go-getters and maybe... I feel like this movie wants to portray itself as like a feminist movie. So I feel like the whole idea is that maybe Kira is doing better at work than Varun is. And so Varun kind of feels slighted by that. And also he's grown up seeing like his mom put more effort into the relationship than his dad has. So he's expecting Kira to put more effort into this relationship. And she's not because she has other things going on in her life. So they're like kind of fighting and fighting and whatever. And I don't think, I feel like their relationship uh, arc is a lot less interesting than the other one. Because I feel like with the other one, we've seen relationships like that with like the older generation right like we can all relate to relationships like those in one way or another I think Varun and Kira would they get divorced let's see I feel like one of them have to get divorced and I feel like the parents wouldn't get divorced so I want to say like the oh maybe okay I think one of them are gonna end up like dating each other again or like like they they remain friends and like you kind of have this idea that at least they'll be they'll still have that connection with each other, even if it's not in a romantic sense. Okay, so that's my guess. Okay. How'd I do? You got some of it right, and then some of it obviously not right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the obviously the idea is both of the couples are trying to fight through divorce, right? Mm. So it may, it, I mean, like, I mean, <laughs> I can tell you exactly what happens, kind of summarize it. Okay. Okay, initially it starts off with, you know, Varun and Kira's character, which is Kuku and Nena, they get married. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like the first 10 minutes of the movie, they're already married. They're living in London. After marriage, they shift to London. Canada. Sorry, in Canada, <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> um, and like, she has like a, she has like a nice job, very successful career versus Boom. she does not. Boom. Okay. And then they've been, at this point, they've been married for about five years. Okay. So, you know, they're at like a little, they're in their like five-year anniversary dinner. Somebody else decides to come join their dinner, which was super weird. Anyways, um, and they're all, they're like talking about what gift they might want to give to each other. And they both at the same time say they want to get divorced from each other. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the first time they've ever talked about divorce. And then cut to, they go to India. So they go to India for Varun's sister's wedding. And now she, the Kiara's character, um, Nena has gotten a job as a VP of HR in New York. So she has to move to New York as soon as possible. Like they really need to see her before they can hire her or they'll go with another candidate. So she, she can't wait until after the wedding to tell everybody. So she's forcing, or she's trying to ask, tell Cuckoo, like, we need to tell them now. And then Varun's character wants to like find the right time and like tell his dad first. So this is where that balcony scene comes in where this was his whole setup to tell his dad that he's, he wants, he, they're like planning to divorce each other, but the tables turn and the dad ends up telling him that he wants to divorce his mom. Mm -hmm. And this is where the jokes that you saw in the trailer come in. Is this like peak comedy of the movie or does it, are there funny scenes scattered throughout? I think the first half is pretty much comedy. Okay. Full comedy. Yeah, there's like a pretty distinct shift in the movie. 
yeah, from the first half to the second half. So, um, so he's all distraught, like my dad can't leave my mom. So he goes to Kiara's um, brother, who's also his friend for advice slash support slash, you know, like, what do we do? Kind of, they're like brainstorming <laughs> and uh, Gurpreet, who's, that's the brother's name. He, his idea is let's pimp out dad because <laughs> he's got <laughs> he's old now he probably wants more excitement in his life so let's like <laughs> pimp him out get him a girl for one night and he'll probably get back to normal is their plan wow <laughs> they take him to the bachelor party for his um to be son-in-law so like because his sister's getting married so anil kapoor's daughters to be husband's bachelor party where the goal is to get his father-in-law laid pretty much well the son-in-law doesn't know oh okay okay. yeah yeah. okay but yeah the goal is to get him laid and they have this girl like come on him and all of that and then weirdly he kind of gets really angry he's like how can you talk to me like this to the girl that's kind of oh okay coming on to him and he uh, takes all the girls from the bachelor party and he's like i'm dropping all of these girls home so he takes (laughs) them home and then Obviously, like Cuckoo's really upset. So, like, you know, Why they have this Cuckoo whole thing. upset. Well, because the dad got really angry at him too, because he said oh, it up. Okay, sure, sure. And he's like, you know, how could you? Um... Oh, so I forgot to tell you, uh, Anil Kapoor's character also has a girlfriend now. Okay. That he's having an affair with. So he's um, had a girlfriend this whole time. Yes, it's not but... as a result of this correct okay he's already had a girlfriend that he's already introduced cuckoo to so cuckoo is like trying to get her get him like get out of that relationship okay and anil kapoor's character gets really upset he's like how could you mistake my love (laughs) as lust you know (laughs) i'm having an affair it's a respectable thing okay it's not a cheap fling also interestingly what they do is they he says to cuckoo that he's never even touched his girlfriend like they haven't had a physical relationship yet Wow. okay so like he's i don't know it's like he's having an affair but they also try to make it make him look good by not having a physical relationship with this woman i thought that was a little weird um it's like they're trying to keep him Pure, pure for for lack of a better word it's like they want the audience to be able to forgive him later is what it seems like to me yeah that's what it seemed like to me too okay like he's not moral but he's also moral because he hasn't slept with her yet which and he didn't like you know get flirted on by some woman and go with it yeah by a 20 year old yeah so her name is mira and she's like he's I guess he's not in a physical relationship with her but like he's you know he goes on these like shady movie theater dates with her and like you know he's just like he says that he's in a very very beginning phase of his relationship with her that's how he describes it okay okay wait and then how old is this woman um they're about the same age okay okay it's the lady is um cuckoo's teacher from school cuckoo goes home he's all like you know upset about the whole situation basically throughout all of this his own divorce and his own marriage is kind of like in the back burner because he's focusing on his mom and dad's marriage now and then obviously wants him to like you know have this proper conversation with um with his parents so that way she can you know move on with her life whatever but then all the aunties have been nagging her about having a baby. So no, so she's just like, you know, 
while with a room full of ladies, she's like, like Cuckoo and I are planning on having a divorce. And that's how she breaks the ice. So that's when Cuckoo's mom and Nana's mom find out. So the next morning, obviously, the mom wants to have a talk with them. Like, why are you trying to get divorced? You know, if you're trying to get divorced, there's always obviously a problem. What's the problem? You know, talking about like, what's going on? Why is this happening? All that stuff. And then the dad kind of walks in from his morning jog, whatever. Yeah. So Cuckoo gets really upset because you know like the dad's girlfriend calls right when they're talking about all of this so mm-hmm. he's like why are you telling me when you're like planning to divorce my mom gotcha. you know okay so then he the mom finds out she's obviously upset and the dad walks away and then i guess so, like he falls on the ground and then the next scene we hear somebody say cuckoo nena like something's happened to dad and he's on the ground like clutching his heart <laughs> wow Okay. Classic. 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 Yes. So he has a heart attack, but then they take him to the hospital and we find out that he's faking it and he has no shame about it. He wants the doctor to lie to his family and, you know, he wants to be the victim. So that way they don't come at him about the whole divorce, you know, so the family, everybody believes it. And like, they end up taking him back home. Um, And the doctor does lie to the family. Yes. Doctor is a friend of Beam's. That's convenient. Okay. Yeah, it's convenient. You have to like remember that Beam is like this rich person in this city. So he has a lot of friends and he's very rich and has all the connections and like yeah, get away yeah. with anything basically. Yes. Yep. Sure. Okay. So after that, obviously they, the family thinks that he's had a heart attack. So Cuckoo's like being extra cautious with him. They're not like, you know, they're not, they're trying to not give him stress because the doctor's like, Make sure he doesn't stress a lot because this was a very mild heart attack. Okay. Um, Make sure he can like meet his girlfriend. That's really good for the heart. Yeah, yeah. No, no. So they come home and, you know, there's like the mom and dad really aren't really talking to each other. And then when Gita is like, I would like to meet Mira. So they're like, oh, let's go tomorrow morning. Let's go to the temple. Mm -hmm. And that's when all six of them are kind of in the temple talking about stuff and then that's when you first actually see um, Gita's point of view about the whole thing because she hasn't really vocalized anything up until now she's basically saying if you want him you can have him Mm -hmm. Uh, but these are the things that um, he likes and these are the things that I've learned about him from the past 35 years of our marriage in which some of the things that she highlights is that I think she says something along the line that he likes his roti warm so make sure you have like warm rotis for him that's just like, you know, very, very wifely thing for her to say. But then at the end, her basically her um, standpoint is she's okay with the divorce. She'll sign whatever papers that need to be signed. Cuckoo and then are like, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> to, you know, they're all going back home. Once they go home, um, Gita finds out that Beam has left with his stuff and he's gone back. He's gone to Mira's house, but Mira won't let him inside the house. <laughs> She says, um, I'm not the type of girl who's gonna, you know, make your roti warm for you every single time. Like, I can't, I don't do that. Okay. So she doesn't let him in. She breaks up with him. Basically, she dumps him. So while that's happening, back in the house, Kiara and Varun's character are having their own little fight. Kiara is supporting the mom because the mom, after their talk um, that you saw in the trailer, um, Kiara, you know, feels for her. But Cuckoo just doesn't understand, like, why his parents you know can't be together so he's like i don't know why my mom is doing this like you know um so they have this huge fight and we can talk in more detail about this fight later 
Um, but after that, so Anil Kapoor's character has been kicked out, right, from Mira's house. So he's just on the street somewhere and he calls his son Cuckoo at night at like five in the morning and he wants him to pick him up. But he pretends that he broke up with Mira and that he was like, he had some epiphany about how great Gita is and uh, <laughs> how he was so selfish that he put himself above his family. I'm sensing a pattern with this character. Yeah. And then obviously Varun as like Cuckoo's, Cuckoo is very like, you know, wants his parents to be together like as any child would. So he believes him. So he's like, try. he takes him home to try and fix things. And this is when um, he, him and Gita kind of, um, I guess, kind of like make up sort of. While all this is happening, Guinea is actually planning a 35th anniversary for her mom and dad, where she wants them to renew their vows. And so um, Gita basically says, Guinea is planning our 35th wedding anniversary thing and we're going to renew our vows. So why don't we, you know, do a fresh start from that point on? Varun is like well, we need to show Mira that my mom's won. So he's FaceTiming her while they're renewing their vows. And like, that's when he finds out the truth about the heart attack, the truth about who dumped whom, the truth about the whole situation, basically. And then that, in that light, he kind of sees his dad doing the wrong. And so he like breaks up the whole vow ceremony. And he's like, you know, that's where, that's basically the climax where he's pointing fingers and like saying, you know, how could you do this? Blah, blah, blah. So at that point, like Gita also finds out that he lied about the heart attack and it was uh, Mira that dumped him and he's been like manipulating everybody this whole time so she's like you wanted a divorce right now I want a divorce so yeah Yeah. so she she doesn't want to be with him anymore okay and then um so the whole where the vow renewal ceremony is ruined and um guinea the sister is supposed to get married in a couple of days but she also she also has this ex-boyfriend that she's not over Um, but she's trying to marry the right guy because she thinks that like that's the thing to do like her parents did it her brother did it she needs to marry the right guy because her ex-boyfriend is like an aspiring musician with no money you know Mm. um but then she finds out all of this about how everyone is (laughs) there her whole family is about to get divorced she's like i don't want to get married either like i thought everything (laughs) got better with marriage that's what you always told me mom like um if that's the case I'm not going to get married, uh-huh. especially since I love somebody else. So she like tells them. And then after that, um, they, you know, Guinea finds out that's not, she, he's not the right person for her. She, she doesn't want to get married, all that stuff. And then that's when like, you know, things kind of start dissolving in the house. Like um, Beam starts living separately. Gita is by herself along with Varun in the house and Guinea. And then um, Kiara goes back to her parents' house. And like all of us, like at the end of the movie, they all meet at the court where, you know, both of the parents, the parents and Kiara and uh, Varun are getting divorced at the same time. And so the way that movie concludes is, you know, Bhim and um, Gita, they get divorced, but they have six months. Well, they, I guess, signed the first papers, but then the court, the judge gives them like six months of time to resolve any issue if you can't resolve it then the divorce will be finalized in six months but then um cuckoo and nana they actually end up not getting the divorce because Mm -hmm. throughout the whole movie you know they've had a realization and um they basically find out that you know it's not they both don't want to get divorced so they end up not getting divorced and then the movie concludes with um varun and kiara leaving for um, new york and then guinea is not married um but 
with Beam says to his son that he had three months to, you know, date his mom and like uh, make her like, you know, get married with her initially. And then he's like, six months is plenty of time for me to convince her to, you know, be with me again. And then he's like asking Guinea, can we meet up with your um, boyfriend? So like it all ends in like a promising note for the, all the characters. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we have Anil Kapoor, who's just been the worst throughout the movie, being like, I can manipulate her again. We have Varun and Kira, who had like no relationship plot, who at the end were like, we don't actually want a good divorce. No, I mean, I don't think we were able to summarize like all the nuances for you because okay. they, do you buy, like, were you able to buy their relationship? Them getting back together? I did not want Kuku or Nena to get divorced. Okay, okay. So, and they work up, they like pick up the pieces of their marriage and like, I can see their future being brighter. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also really interesting because I feel like usually in uh, movies like this, you kind of they sell you their relationship first like in um Dildarakne though they kind of had like a they grew up as friends and then they got together and now there's like a separation you know like it's interesting to me that they didn't show you like a background of their relationship first to like really sell you on it they the, did whose characters like you mean Yura and uh Varun's did they do that slightly because they well, met in school yeah, we and can then, talk to the scenes now, I guess, because the yeah. first part of the movie is like a song in which Varun and Kira's character fall in love. They okay. get and so that's like you know the basically a movie, and then the after the five first five minutes of the movie is where their happily ever after begins, so to say. Oh, okay, I like that. Like I like movies that start off that way. Yeah. Do we start talking about characters start with um Varun's character Kuku. Nebra what did you think of this character I feel like he was a little scattered um initially because you know I mean I understand he's like the the point of contact for you know Kia for Nana for his mom and dad so you know he's having to hear all these different sides of the story in which his own view or his own like thing kind of gets goes to the back burner so he's focusing on many different things so you know me seeing him being scattered with that makes sense but then I did think that his character did have an okay arc because you know he realized towards the end of the movie he realizes what's going what's what the issue is and you know I think of all the characters in the movie he had the he had the best story written for him if that makes sense I also thought it was interesting how they you know how he you were right Seema on this that he's she um nana is a successful one in the relationship and mm-hmm. he's feeling very like like he's inferior not worth yeah he's feeling very worthless mm-hmm. um at this point and i thought it was very interesting that they showed that and like showed him to be so vulnerable because usually <laughs> in these movies you don't see that it's these like macho men um yeah. that don't cry yeah that have you know that are so broody <laughs> so like he was very emotional he cried he like he obviously had issues um like anybody but I thought they did a good job with that and then the arc is like you know how in that we talked about the balcony scene and how there's like jokes about women his character I thought by the end kind of understands where his wife is coming from his mom is coming from um and I think they were able to at least show that when he says to Kara like you are right you are so much more mature than me like you understood what my mom was going through better than me when he finds out that his dad had basically manipulated all of them. 
Yeah, it sounds like he goes from just worshiping his dad and taking his like side on everything to actually being able to see things objectively. Like that seems like the main arc. I'm super curious about like the arc of the relationship because I guess like just hearing about it, I don't get details on why they're getting divorced versus why they're together. Like, is it just that he just wasn't mature enough to understand the relationship for what it is? And he was too caught up in his own inferiority to like be a part of the relationship. So what happens is, um, you know, they get married and like they've been married for five years. And after the second year of marriage, I guess they at some point go to Toronto where Nana's career is, you know, flying and he's a bouncer. And so he feels inferior, understandably. But then like, I guess the, their main problem is like they're coexisting in a, in a in an apartment, like this fancy apartment in Toronto. And they're basically roommates where they're really not communicating as husband and wife. And so like, there's a scene like, you know, some mundane things like that. Like she tells him today is what day and please throw the trash away. And then she goes to work because she works during the day and he works during the night. And so she comes back home and as he's going to work, he like throws the trash, but he throws the trash, like not in the actual bin, but like, you know, on the side. And so she picks it up and throws the trash in the inside of the bin. And I feel like that kind of summarizes their relationship where she's picking up after him. And, you know, she's fed up with it at some point and he's just not... He just couldn't care less because he's just so unhappy being there. So it's not like, you know, he's bad or she's bad. It's just that things are just not working out for them and they're not communicating well with each other. And so things like, you know, one thing after another is kind of piling up. What did you think of Varun's um, acting in this, Nirpa? I liked it. I like him well enough to, you know, go and enjoy watch his movie and enjoy it. And I feel like this kind of movie is kind of where he shines the most because like, you know, Badrinaki Dulania or Hamti Sharmaki Dulania, it's kind of similar to that in terms of comedy. So, you know, I really do enjoy watching him in comedies. So yeah. I don't mind it whatsoever. And like, seems yeah. like to be vulnerable. He was vulnerable. So, yeah. Yeah, I liked him in this movie too. I thought. I thought the whole thought cast, good. The whole cast was pretty good. Yeah. I feel like he plays these characters a lot, like you're saying, Nirpa, like the same scattered, immature man who like at the end of the movie has gained perspective and is now mature and can like handle being in a relationship. Yeah. I think well, that's his um, Dharma movie arc, like all the Dharma movies exactly. he's done, starting with the first movie, like even student of the year, he was this immature person, you know, and then he kind of becomes, he realizes and same with the Humpty series. Yes. Yeah, it's like all these actors like um remember Ranbir Kapoor's like coming of age movie era where every movie it was just he's coming of age. Like I think everybody just kind of you kind of get pigeonholed maybe into these casts and they do well enough and it's entertaining enough that we can buy it easily. Also like I think it's yeah, you're right. He does most of these movies with Dharma, but then like I haven't really seen I haven't really watched his other so to say serious movies like I haven't really watched October or like Badlapur and people say he did really good in Badlapur so you know he was really good in Badlapur he was really good in Badlapur yeah so I should probably like I like I like him you know what I mean like that's just the way I feel about him so I'm like I'll watch his movies I like him too and I thought he looked so good in that um Rangi Sari song thought he looked oh my god I was looking at Kia the whole time not (laughs) Yeah, they looked amazing, of course. Um, let's talk about Anil Kapoor. This is the one I'm very excited about. Just his <laughs> character, not him, Beam. <laughs> um, for me, Beam was just the worst person ever. <laughs> like, 
he just kept lying and lying and he had like no no guilty conscious at conscious at all like even all the way to the end of the movie and the the end that they gave him so in that uh, court where they're about to get divorced uh, Gita like hesitates to sign the divorce papers and he and Bhim goes like you're not doing anything wrong go ahead and sign it so it felt like maybe he was starting to realize like hey like maybe I'm the one you know the wrong one here like she's done all she can all these like 35 years um you know raising this family um but then in the at the end of the movie um to Varun he goes you know I have six months to like make her fall in love back with me it to me it didn't make sense because he clearly was not happy with that marriage um so like why would we even like why would he even do that like why not just like you said, Sima, like break up and then still be amicable, like be parents. But do they did they really need to like get back together? And we don't know if they did, but did he really need to go back after her? You know, I don't have to watch the movie, but I really feel like this is the whole put on thing that I was talking about. Like they can't really be like, yeah, they're getting divorced because their relationship isn't healthy. Like that's a little too progressive. Like I feel like these movies really need to toe the line between like, look, we think of the things and we're a progressive movie, but they can't actually like go all the way. Because and I also feel like they want like the comedy relief of the crappy man without committing to what it means to be a crappy man. Like they want to bail him out at the end of the movie, regardless. Yeah, just like he didn't have sex with his girlfriend. Like it was for this for this ending. Mm-hmm. Like he's still pure. <laughs> yeah, and I was the whole thing with that. I was thinking, I was like, okay, like he's emotionally cheating on her. Like this is just as bad, if not worse. Like what are you talking about? But the thing is, Bollywood movies never really like deep dive into divorce, right? Like it's something so like taboo taboo it's still something so taboo and I feel like it's even more taboo for a 35 year like people who've been married for 35 years to get married like can you imagine that right but then like there's not a whole bunch of movies in Bollywood about divorce like the only other one I can think of is like Cupboard even that the whole thing spirals out because he's not okay though I feel like this movie reminds me of Dil Dharakne though a lot. Totally. I feel like Dil Dharakne was Dharakne though was very, very, very superficial. This movie is a little bit deeper than that. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah, but you're right. Dil Dharakne though does talk about divorce as well. Um, but anyways, I was like, you know, just to have these conversation, and I feel like to reach further audience in Bollywood, you need to have a comedy relief or movie like this. And if this is the kind of movie that gets the message across to like, you know. So deeper parts of India then like maybe it's maybe it's a win but you know I do definitely agree with you in the fact that there needs to be something more serious about divorce do you think this movie would reach a deeper audience like make them really consider divorce as you no. know not a black and white topic no not not in that sense it, there in that sense there needs to be something that you know is a, li- a lot deeper than this mm-hmm. but then I feel like those type of movies don't usually reach those audiences right so unless we get Akshay Kumar to do something like Padman or Toy well you know how he is about accepting (laughs) movies he's so picky like who who could get him to accept something (laughs) he doesn't do like 10 movies a year what (laughs) yeah but yeah I agree with you Sosiga about his character like you know 
every time Anil Kapoor was on the screen, I was like, wow, Anil Kapoor. Like, you know, I love watching him act whatever he may be acting. But like, yes, his character was so flawed. I was the entire time I was like, what's going on? <laughs> He's like FaceTiming her after the fake heart attack. I'm like, what is wrong with you? And he didn't even lock the door. <laughs> no, and he had no shame whatsoever. I was like, you have a problem, sir. See, I wonder why they did that. Because they could have totally kept the comedy parts and redeemed him in the second, like, you know, three-fourths of the movie. Yeah, they totally, totally could have. He that. could have realized, like, yeah. like, after the heart attack, he could have been like, oh my God, they love me so much. They didn't need to go down this route. Do you think they did that? They made him seem like that because, you know... Gita's character wanted to have divorce. I mean, on the surface, if he was not cheating, he doesn't, he seems like an okay husband. Like, you know, she's just not happy with the marriage after 35 years of being married, but she's just, you know, it's a, it's a habit for her at that point. Do you think they did that, wrote his character like that? Just so like, if like when Gita signs the papers, she's like, you know, she does, she should sign the papers to make us think like that. Do you think they hadn't, do you think they thought about that at all? No, because I think if they had thought about it like that, they wouldn't have included the I'll make her. I, it sounds like the movie ended with them alluding to the fact that they will get back together or there's a good chance of that, you know? And I feel like, or had- I just had a thought, maybe like this, we know this character is the worst person ever. So him saying that is just like a cherry on top of how bad he is. You know, it doesn't mean that they get back together, but it means that he has like no shame. Like he's still going to do like whatever, like whatever selfish things he wants to do. Yeah. You know, there was this line that Cuckoo says, like he doesn't love to his mom. Like he doesn't love you. You're like, he just lied. He's you, you're his um, retirement plan. So maybe that's what that is. Like he, he doesn't know what to do now. So he just has to like, be yes. this selfish I, person that he is that we already know that he is you know something that's so like yeah when he when cuckoo said that about retirement plan i was definitely thinking that because like think about how many couples you've seen that i've seen i mean you're just together because you just don't want to be like you know alone alone older yeah. yeah so yeah no i totally i i would i don't know his character was just flawed yeah so maybe they just didn't want to redeem him yeah maybe i don't know if we're giving Fine, not much credit with this <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but to me, it seems weird to have a character with no arc at all. You know, like he was but just people f- don't change, you know, maybe <laughs> <laughs> he's just bad and then he gets worse. Like he's just a bad. Yeah, See, I guess like to me, if you have a character who just doesn't change, who's just crappy, you give the audience the satisfaction of the divorce going through. You give them the satisfaction of being like, he doesn't get a happy ending yeah yeah we didn't get a six month we didn't get anything we didn't get a six months later like they're still divorced or anything mm-hmm. like that so mm-hmm. yeah maybe part two maybe, <laughs> maybe part two <laughs> but um, yeah you're right near but anil kapoor it was so good in the movie like he was the like he didn't like anybody like touching his feet because he wanted to feel young yeah. and he was like <laughs> comparing body fat percentages yeah. with his son like mine is 14% how much is yours <laughs> and he liked to go to the gym thing is like he can be the worst character and you still come out of it in ter- like enjoying his character think about how good of an actor he is I was just like oh my god I hate you but I love you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about um what about Gita's character uh that one to me I feel like they didn't explore as much 
as they maybe could have. Like even yes, that little I- scene we get with Kiara and her, I, it just wasn't enough for me to like really, really like care about her. Not just care about her, just like really, really believe her. I don't know. I don't know how you felt, but to me, I it's felt- like very superficial. They just kind of gave her a couple of scenes. <laughs> no, I mean, I... I agree with you. They could have written more of her character and Nana's character. I definitely mm-hmm. agree with that part. But from what I've seen of her, again, it probably speaks volume of how good of an actress she actress um, she is, where like, you know, there are some scenes where I've seen it, like the first half of the movie, we don't really see a whole bunch of her. The second half is really where we see more um, dialogues and more scenes of her. And so... I agree with you. There could have been more, like from what I've seen, I I totally bought her character. Like, you know, it was enough for me to buy the character and be like, you know, obviously I was rooting for her, but there could have been more scenes as to what really, what really makes her, makes her so unhappy in the marriage. Yeah, exactly. I wanted yeah. to know more about that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, but she, I mean, she hasn't been in movies for a while from what I know. So, mm-hmm. I mean, she was pretty good. I didn't feel like, I didn't yeah. feel like, she did not a good job acting at all so no like I said all the actors in the movie did good job of acting I had no complaints about the acting portion of the movie I feel like with characters like Gita's it's such a stereotype that you don't really need to do a lot for you to empathize with them you know we've grown up with these archetypes so you're like okay you know what she is and they don't put effort into it and I would love to see a movie like this where like they are the focus they are the protagonist I feel like that'd be so, so fresh yeah, you're right. That would be. Wait, you mean like, um, char- like char- character like Gita's who are like, you know, older women, like ca- trying to get a divorce. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like older women in unhappy relationships where they clearly don't have the power and like them struggling with whether to let go of the only life they've ever had. Yeah, because I mean, it's a thing like, I would not want to imagine how like, you know, 35 years of marriage and then now you want to get divorced. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, you're right. I, I wonder if there's something out there we just haven't discovered it yet. Yeah, and like not having financial freedom or, you know, just your whole life has been this husband. Yeah, and you're now you're like... Freedom and like your kid, you know, the society that you grew up in, mm-hmm. like your kids in so many cases, they villainize you. So mm-hmm. like you have... And I think they do touch on this in Dil Tarakne though, where the son is like, well, where, where else would you go if you're divorced dad? You know, like they kind of touch on it. Like, I would love to see an expansion of that. Yeah. 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 And this one was interesting because after that, they signed those papers. Cuckoo says to his dad, um, you know, after we're settled in New York, I want her to come live with me in New York. So mm-hmm. it wasn't even like a thing of where would you go? But they were, you know, willing on like happy to take her to New York with them. And that's when Anil Kapoor's character says like, don't even think about that because I'm going to make her fall in love with me again. But then this is something that Anil Kapoor had said to Varun, like, you know, in, at the beginning of the movie, when we finalize the divorce, I want you to take her to, you know, wherever you are with you. So yeah, yeah. you're right. Because he yeah. didn't want to deal with her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So let's talk about Nana's character. What did you think of her character? To me, Nana's character, unfortunately, also got a little backburned. Um, we didn't get to see as much as Cuckoo, like her, why she changes her mind in this relationship, like why she chooses to stay with him. We didn't get it 
as much as we did from Cuckoo. Like Cuckoo at least was like, like I was wrong. Like I should appreciate her more. I should celebrate her success and not, you know, be this dick. But we don't see that from her. Like she was already unhappy. Like what changed her mind? I feel like I that was missing a little bit. You're right. We do see more of Cuckoo's perspective. Um, but I think what at least this is what I understood you know how they have the whole conversation in the bedroom and after that point is when the things really start to change up a little bit um and like you know when the mom and when Gita and Nena are talking and how Gita says to Nena you know it's not there's not one reason for you to have divorce like it's like a fight you've had for so long like you know it's like a it's something that it's a lot of fights that are left that yeah, love tired to continue. Exactly. That's exactly like, yeah, that scene from Taylor. I feel like whenever, so she talks about that and then like Cuckoo and Nana have their conversation in the bedroom and like, you know, that's basically where, you know, all the pent up, whatever stuff is pent up comes out and they talk about it. And then later on, Cuckoo realizes that he was wrong. And then, you know, during this, that scene after this, after Naj Punjab and they're talking about how, well, where Cuckoo says, you were right. You know, my dad really has issues, blah, blah, blah. And so like, I thought Varun realizing all of those things was what made, you know, Nana want to give another try. And even the mom says, like, you know, if you, if there's any ounce of whatever remorse you have left, give it another shot. So, I mean, yeah, there, she's sacrificing because, I mean, like, you know, she's sacrificing. But at the end, I like I bought it. Bottom line. But okay, you, I wanted a little bit more. Yeah, I agree with you. Just a little bit more. Like, I see, like his perspective and why she would like want to give it another chance but just not like so what made her unhappy and like what was that one key thing that made her change her mind because it was just it was everything was happening happening in Cuckoo's perspective and she was just kind of there oh what exactly is it that Nena does like they never said anything about that they said HR right VP of HR VP of HR yeah is what she was gonna what she's gonna do in New York Okay. So, yeah. Another character that I really enjoyed was Goodreads character. Manish <laughs> Paul. Yeah. Every time he would come on, there would be like a little bit of this background noise of Munda. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> Me and Sosika were laughing the whole time. <laughs> he's this, I was also very surprised to see him in like a Dharma movie because he's like, he does like hosting, right? Yeah. For different yeah. award shows. So I was happy to see him there. Um, and he was his styling. Okay, he was styled. I don't know if this was on purpose. He was styled exactly like Garan Johar with like designer <laughs> tracksuits and like like amazing sunglasses. sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. it, it was crazy. I don't know if this was on purpose. It maybe, but I don't even was... know what his job is. He's like some sort of mafia lord or something. He has like he has like all these gangsters working for him and he hides the beer in the safe and the money in the drawer. Like what the heck? <laughs> and like when we saw his office he has his name on his desk yeah. and the title says businessman <laughs> <laughs> so we don't really know what he does he's a yeah. businessman so, so what more do you need <laughs> so funny he was also like comic relief in the movie mm-hmm. um yeah was every scene he had it was, was comic relief more of the comic relief or another blur him Anil Kapoor is like he has like one-liner jokes here and there so does Varun in like you know in the beginning of the movie but like every time Gurpreet is in this like, like entire character is funny yeah. 
Yeah, that's just his job in the movie. Yeah. That's fair. And also, you know, Gulfwit's not like a dick in the movie, and I'm sure that helps. Yeah. Yeah. At one point, like he's so close to Cuckoo in the movie, like you forget that he's Nina's brother. I'm like, wait, whose brother are you? Yeah. Really? <laughs> and it was kind of nice to see, but I'm just like, he's like, yeah, she's my sister, but you're also my brother the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to the backstory is uh, Cuckoo made friends with him because he wanted to date Nina. So, like, before him and Nina got married, so they were already like close friends. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. What about Guinea's character? Do you have any input on that? Guinea, so the sister. Um, I don't know. We didn't get to see a lot of her, even though it was her wedding. Like the whole, the background was, it was her wedding, but she's kind of in the background a lot. Um, but whatever we saw of her, I mean, she was fine. I don't think there was anything that stood out to me. Yeah. Really. What do you guys think of her acting? I saw some complaints there. Oh, really? I mean, mm-hmm. she was fine. Oh, really? Okay. I mean, yeah. She what were the complaints? Of, yeah, she doesn't have a whole bunch of heavy lifting to do in the movie. Yeah. So what she did was fine, I thought. I think it was just generic influencer in a movie. The acting wasn't great. Kind of a, you know. Oh, you mean stuff. haters. Oh, here yeah, we go. she was fine. <laughs> this is- she was fine. Like, she was, yeah. just, she was just as fine as everybody else. I didn't, I didn't feel like she was out of place or anything. Yeah. yeah. She completed the family, so to say. And she had amazing clothes because she had like... Everybody did. Yeah, but it was supposed to be her wedding. So she had her like haldi and like her engagement and all her langas were so beautiful. <laughs> inspired, so to say. <laughs> Should we talk about the scenes? Yeah, we can do that. We can start off with the um, conversation that Varun wants to have with, with his dad about the divorce. Yeah, the balcony. The yeah, balcony. We can scene. start so, there. Yeah, so a little bit of background what um so nana says to cuckoo have this conversation with your dad about our divorce so that way we can tell the rest of the family and so cuckoo says i can't really bring this topic up out of nowhere i have to set the setting for it so cut to him setting the scene where you know it's like nighttime and he wants to have a drink with his dad so he has all this food and everything laid out they both end up bringing the same drink whatever is the whiskey 18 years scotch or something yeah scotch or something Um, and this is where the conversation about the body fat, the whole joke, and he's talking, like, there are a lot of funny one-liners in the whole scene. Um, by the end of it, they're all, like, super drunk. They're both super drunk. And that's when he reveals to Cuckoo that he wants to divorce Gita. What I wanted to talk about was, you know, just the, in general about a son having a conversation with his dad the fact that it needs to like you know have this whole setting involve alcohol all kinds of stuff like to really talk about things that are like you know deeper like don't you feel like movies portray that a lot yes and do you i don't you think it's like peak south asian <laughs> father son relationships yeah. yeah yeah that's what i really was trying to get to i'm like is it really all do they both really have to be like you know influenced by alcohol to have such deep conversations and like why is that like you know why is that something that always happens? Like, they never really talk about issues. Like, they don't face it front, like, you know, right off the bat. Even in, like, though they talk about everything. And then, like, they have this whole meltdown with the whole family because they're really not being upfront with their conversations with, like, the father and son relationship. Do you think this is more, like, especially shown in affluent families where you really have to portray this picture of things are really good for us? No, I don't think so. Um, 
Well, I mean, it could be true, but I think Bollywood does that regardless of if they're affluent or not. Like think about in Gully Boy, they're not affluent. The relationship the father and the son have is so strained, you know? It's just, I feel like it's a lot to do with our culture. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you can't like say anything to like your dad or anyone that's older than you. You know, we have this like, if you're younger, like be subservient, be like, you know, swallow your pride like you're younger and I think, I think and it's just not father and son it's also daughters and their fathers like yeah you know, for sure you're able to have conversations with your dad up front because more than likely you don't I like you don't feel comfortable or like you don't you know there's not like there's never an opening for you to have that conversation yeah I think it's more like it's I feel like respect is like mistaken for just not not bothering them with anything yes <laughs> Yes. And you, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I feel like this is, this is definitely a huge theme, right? Like, um, in Gummy Gushi Gummy Gum, like that's the entire plot of the movie is that the son does something to upset the father. And so I think like, we take this idea of respect to mean you can't have a relationship with them. And like, I feel like, you know, to Bollywood's credit, it's portrayed really accurately. Like, I think most South Asian kids do feel that distance of, I don't know how to truly be vulnerable with you um, without the setting being perfect, where, like, everything has lined up and now I can share, like, these intimate moments with you. Um, so, I, I like, it's a thing that, like, it's a pattern that shows up a lot in movies and, like, comedy shows about South Asian things like I feel like it's such a trope and it's so such an accurate trope with that wait I do also want to say like I thought I think it's super interesting that Varun and his father can't have like an intimate conversation without alcohol yet like the mother-in-law and daughter-in-law that have you know have such a distance in their relationship can have this super intimate moment that changes the way that like she looks at her whole whole relationship Interestingly, they were drinking wine. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was a very pro. But it, they weren't obviously drunk. It, they didn't, I mean, they could have done it without the wine. And it seems like um, their relationship isn't as like distant as one would think. Because in one scene, Kuku like kind of speaks to Nana in like very like aggressively. And the mom goes like, how could you talk to her like that? Never talk to her like that again. Nice. So that's she cool. was like, I feel like you don't see a lot of that in Bollywood movies. You oh, don't yeah. ever. Really, like, yeah, I like you don't really think of their relationship as mother-in-law or da- daughter-in-law. They were very, very close. And this is uh, like not what happens in real life, <laughs> where you know the mom's always like, "My son, like, yeah, yeah, my son can do no wrong." So <laughs> this was refreshing. After that, there's this, you know, like I don't know when Guinea says this, like, and we did kind of briefly touch up on this, like Guinea's like, um. I want to get married with this guy because I want to settle down, um, look at my mom and dad's wedding and look at my brother and um, my sister-in-law's wedding. Like, you know, they're all, their marriages is like, you know, so good. Guinea is really like, she really has no idea about all the things that are like, you know, happening in the background. And the first time she really gets to know about that is in that, that um, vow renewal scene, which happens like pretty like further down like almost the, at the end almost, of the movie yeah, what is giddy up to throughout the movie war they're like let's get our dad played <laughs> like giddy's just like healthy for me yeah, he's, yeah, he's having yeah. her bachelorette yeah. party yeah oh, okay okay <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, she on her own, yeah she has her own like 
problems, I guess, like with the ex-boyfriend. Yeah, she's trying to marry someone she doesn't love. Sure, sure. Yeah, and then she kisses her ex-boyfriend like during her bachelorette party. So like that, that whole thing is going on while the divorce thing is going on with the other two couples. Well, okay, before like we can talk about more scenes, but let's kind of touch base on the fact that um, Nena is more successful in the marriage and, you know, like um, Cuckoo feels vulnerable with it. What did you think of that trope? That he feels like insecure. Yes. I mean, I think that's also very valid. I feel like that probably happens, especially with South Asian couples, Mm -hmm. I think. Because I feel like society, at least like South Asian society, the men have to, it's almost like a requirement that they're, they're the men, you know, the head of the families, the head of the house, the whatever, like the one that's making the the money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the women are basically there to make food. (laughs) No. And like, I think, I think they like paralleled the two couples really well. Yeah. In the other one, as you guys have explained, like the father is has so many connections and he's this like a wealthy man and the and the mom is like he likes his paratas warm and then you see the kids where like it's the complete opposite where she has she doesn't feel this like responsibility towards him which like I feel like you kind of like you want to mirror your parents relationship like when you're growing up that's kind of how you think you're supposed to be an adult and then like you become an adult and things are so different you don't know how to handle it like I don't think I think for a lot of people, it's not like a conscious, oh, how dare she be more successful? I think it's just like, this is not what I thought my role was supposed to be. And I don't know how to deal with that. Yeah. And I, and I, there has to be a certain level of like, you know, you see that your father is so successful. There has, and I'm sure like people are talk, like there has to be a certain amount of like almost embarrassment. Like, why am I not being able to be successful? You know, maybe that's also a reason. Like, I agree with you saying that South Asian cultures have this too, but I feel like other cultures do as well, but it's not as like, I guess I don't see it as often because, you know, obviously I'm South Asian. So that is where my like, you know, thinking whatever comes from, but I was going to um, cut to like, not just about like success or like, not just about him making less money than her. Also, like just the general behavior of how a man is in a wedding, in like a marriage. I keep on saying wedding. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's how a man is like in a marriage, like, you know, the fact that she's um, has this successful career where she works during the day, he works during the night, yet she has to make the breakfast for him and leave it in the microwave, make lunch for him. Like, you know, things like that is like so problematic. I feel like I just, the whole time they were talking about it, I was like just getting mad about it, thinking about it. And I think you're right, Nirba. It is not just a South Asian thing. I feel like women of all cultures and backgrounds are doing this like they're taking care of the family kids they're also you know doing their jobs they're also cooking they're cleaning and we've seen this and it's you're right it's not just south asians but um in that context of the movie um from what he he's probably just seen that throughout because he lived in india and that's the norm there so yeah but yeah fun job yeah um the one scene that really like I really liked was um, when Kiara and Varun's character are fighting in the bedroom. Yes, let's talk about that scene. Yeah, and they're so real with each other. You know, and- those conversations were so realistic. I was like, and they did such a good job of like portraying that. 
Because um, I guess like we can't really tell you. I don't. I don't remember exactly what they say, but they mentioned things along the line, like you know, um, Nana making breakfast for him, leaving it there. Nana saying like you know, after the second year of marriage, where they were still living in Punjab, she told him, "Let's have a baby to settle down." But then he was the one who said no because he didn't have a proper job at that point. How they ended up moving to Canada because I guess this is where you really see the what ha- like five years of their marriage and what led to them wanting to have the divorce because. Up until then, you as an audience, you don't really know ex- like you see the glimpse of things, but you don't know the you know the root problems of all all the issues that they're having in their marriage. But she talks about you know them moving to Canada because she got a better opportunity there, and how she like Varun is just is just saying like you know he was not he didn't want to leave and things along that line. But she was saying that if you have the opportunity and if you were get a, like you know getting a proper job in Canada and you wanted to move I would have gone so it's not wrong for me to expect the same thing from you um what else does she talk about she talks about they both talk about really important stuff yeah here. they both like kind of get everything out of their chest and like they both are very like almost ugly <laughs> with yeah. what they're saying to each other yeah. Yeah. um like how each of them have failed and like you know just they just like get it out of the open i think as we've seen as we saw in the beginning of the movie they were just not talking to each other like one was working while one was sleeping and one was sleeping while one was working so i think this was like the one time they both got to like tell each other how they were feeling and she and varun's character says something like you knew i was unhappy in canada like you didn't do anything either and and then she goes like why can't you be happy for my success and there it's like all valid it's just it's it was yeah, pretty realistic like, yeah. yeah that's cool I feel like very few Hindi movies that come to mind like show stuff yeah like- I, I think this movie had these like nuanced moments yes but then they also had to be <laughs> mainstream and do all the other like things that come yeah. with it like all these songs all these jokes but then they had these like little moments where they were yeah. very vulnerable and real. And then like the whole conversation starts off with because, you know, Nena has had the conversation with Agita and like she's trying to tell uh, Kuku that, you know, you need to think of things from your mom's perspective, not just your dad. And like, you know, the whole conversation starts with something about love. And then Nena is like, so do we not love each other? Like, you know, they still do love each other, but they're just not happy in the marriage. And so it was just very, very realistic. The whole conversation, like that scene was really, really good. Yeah, it's like very realistic in the sense like love is just like not enough to make your marriage work. Like it's a lot of hard work on both sides to make a marriage work. Yes. Um, We can also talk about, because this right before the scene, or not right before, like a little bit before the scene is when Nena and um, Gita have a conversation in the bench. Right, when they're drinking wine. (laughs) This is basically, so after, you know, when we were describing after they're, um, they go to the temple and the girls are driving back on their own. So Gita says to Nena, do you want to stop by, like, something like that. And then they go to the bench. And then this is where, you know, she basically says, after the first, when we first got married, I saw my husband for the first time properly fourth day after I got married to him. And then she's like, you know, and then even then I thought, so like you know she knew from the get-go that something was off with this marriage and with this man but then like she started having babies so she was taking care of them so you know everybody else's happiness and everybody kind of took over her own happiness so she really didn't think about herself 
is what she's saying. And then she's basically advising her daughter-in-law not to do that. Um, yeah, she was like, we didn't really get a chance to be husband and wife. Yeah. They got married and then then they were mom and dad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was that- also, a, I, I like that line too. Yeah. Very like real, like even people I've seen around me. So yeah. 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 And like she says, there's no, there's never just one reason for you to have divorce. It's like, you know, multiple, multiple different things, just not being spoken, I guess. Um, I don't know. There, I would like, you know, there are scenes in the movies that you would go back and watch. Like for me, whenever I like, I'll go rewatch like the scene from Bajra Mastanya where how like, um, Priyanka says to Bajra that you like, you know, like that's a scene from this movie. I would go back and rewatch. Oh, interesting. So like a movie you would rewatch? No, no, I meant like some scenes from the movie. No, no, no. That- I understand that, but like, do you think this is a movie worth rewatching? I would rewatch it. Maybe not like right away, but like sure, sure. when Sankhaba wants to rewatch it, I feel like I would watch it with him. Do you think, Nebra, that we enjoyed it as much as we did because it was in a theater? No, I don't. Those, it doesn't really, I guess. Um, I don't know if that makes a difference for me or not, but you're right. It's like a comedy movie. So everybody's laughing and, you know, you enjoy laughing with everybody else. So, yeah, I guess in that sense, I did enjoy it more when I was watching it in the theater. I agree with you. I feel like if I was watching it at home, I'd probably skip some parts that that I obviously can't skip in a theater. And it was the theater was almost full. So everyone was laughing. So it was just more fun. Maybe even maybe I liked it more because it was like a group viewing experience in the big screen versus just me watching it on tv on netflix so i think i think that also tilted my view on the movie i feel Do you like. think you watch you like watching these kind of movies more in the theater versus like some serious movie yeah i do like watching um stuff like this in the theaters it, yeah it's everyone's laughing it's just like so much joy yeah there's good and, vibes when you're watching yeah and maybe some things you wouldn't find funny by yourself because everyone's laughing you're like yeah this is funny <laughs> yeah. yeah oh okay let's talk about okay this thing is so it was so funny to me the whole time I was like um you know how like so we're talking about the dad lusting whatever right and so <laughs> yeah. they're taking him they're driving him to the they're driving him to the bachelorette party and then Cuckoo asks his dad, do you remember when I was little, I asked you, how did I, how was I born? And the dad gives some really, really, well, I don't even remember what he says, but it was something so stupid about like how he was born. Do you so remember- when he was little, the dad had told him, um, they both went, the mom and dad went to the mandir and they got a baby, right? And yeah. then the dad goes, you, you still don't believe that, do you? <laughs> or something like that something like that and then at the same time or at least at least in the similar time frame of the movie that's when like you know that's when nana is like being i guess like like they're like i don't know is it milk that they pour on her or something like they're doing some sort of stuff with her to like have, make her have a baby and they're both like such unrealistic things <laughs> like why are we entertaining this is this supposed to be like a satire that i laugh about later on like or is this supposed to be like what is this supposed to be I think the jokes in the car were just like very sexual innuendos. Yeah. Um, they were talking about like they're it's like they, Bollywood's version of dirty jokes. Yeah. Kind of, because um Varun's character was trying to like, I guess, tell dad like use protection, but then he couldn't say it like that, right? To his yeah. own dad. So they were trying to find ways to say it in like a indirect way. So that's where all these jokes come in. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the things you have, I, it was cringy. 
So Seema, like, are you surprised by um, the actual plot of the movie versus what you thought it was going to be? I don't know. I guess I'm not shocked. Like everything that you've described, it kind of, there's a trope that it all falls into almost, you know? Uh, So nothing is like super shocking, but I can see why this was an enjoyable movie to watch because it had enough serious things that it didn't feel like, what, why am I wasting my time on this? But it wasn't so serious that you couldn't like laugh at it. So I can, I can see why y'all enjoyed the movie. But definitely yeah, not like a, shocked by anything. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was like a nice viewing experience. Like, you know, like it passes the time really well. You laugh. Yeah. And- I'm surprised by how much happens in the movie, actually. Because yeah. like with like when you guys brought brought up the guinea thing, I was like, oh, that's also happening. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So like I am shocked by the amount of plot in this movie. Yeah, but, I didn't hear yeah. Uh, when the intermission happened. So again, we were like, oh, it's already been for, like it's already been half of the movie. We didn't uh-huh. even realize that it had gone by so fast. Yeah, I was just gonna bring that up. We didn't yeah. realize the time. So obviously it was a great viewing experience. Yeah. Last one that I watched in the theater. Oh, Gangubai. I was like, why is it going on for so long? There was a time when I've done that, but not with this movie. Yeah, yeah. Same, same with me. Yeah. Gangubai was like really bad about that though, where it was like it's still going on really we're still <laughs> going with the plot okay. yeah 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 we've already gotten the climax but we'll just keep it's adding on to this going. <laughs> yeah and um, let's talk about clothes and all the bling in the movie well this is a dharma movie so yeah. obviously the styling was impeccable Yes. Even like the interviews beforehand, like all of their outfits were so on point, like during the press junket. Yep. Yep. I mean, like, cause it is a wedding, like there's a wedding happening. So we had, a, we got a lot of, lot of like langas and beautiful, beautiful daisy clothes and everybody just looks so good. <laughs> For me, the like things that I liked the most on the outfits was like, I remember talking to you about it, was what Kira was wearing, like when, not like when she was at home, like she would have yeah. this really nice kurtas and I used to be like, oh my God, that's also pretty. This one's also pretty. They're all pretty. Yeah, but like very simple, like stay at home kurtas and like looks so good. And obviously the wedding, like the actual outfits were also so good. Yes. One thing that I thought was a little bit off, like styling was, was like Gita's hair. It was very obvious that it was not her real hair. I think <laughs> I could tell that they had extensions on it. Yeah, yeah, like the curls were very like tight curls. So, you yes. know, those like it just didn't feel natural, like I don't know why they gave her that long hair. She looks great with her like normal, normal short hair too. I can tell like there are some scenes that it was more prominent in, but overall I thought it will, it worked okay. Yeah, for me, it just like looked really odd, especially like when they curled it because it was so obvious. It was yeah, yeah. How was Gita's outfits in general? Because like on in the trailers and some pictures I was able to find, her outfits seemed like meh. No, they were actually pretty good. Really? The only outfit of hers that I actually didn't like was what she was wearing for the for the anniversary. I was like, they could have done a little bit better. Oh, you she mean the vow it. renewal? Yeah, yeah, I thought they could have done better there too. Yeah, because everybody I else heard. was like so like bling. I thought that she, she could have worn like something else because she, she had like a, I don't know. I just thought it could have been a little bit better for her. Like what Guinea was wearing. She just found out her husband was cheating on her. So maybe she didn't have time to like dress herself up that day, you know? <laughs> Even though I'm she's so going to so do this power. Yeah, <laughs> she was the one who suggested it. I'm seeing Kira Advani's Linga with Pocket Steals the show. She had a... Which one? It's the, um, 
teal top with the like white flowery bottom that was from the movie or the promotions i i know she's worn this in promotion i don't remember that either so it's probably promotions okay yeah this was like the biggest promotion that i saw of promotions have you guys seen anil kapoor's styling for the promotions i'm sure his daughter did it (laughs) dude he looks so good all these shirts he's wearing he looks like 20 years younger well like look at all these shirts he's wearing like i was so like wow (laughs) i I purposely haven't watched any interviews or like trailers usually i do for movies but i didn't want to for this one oh i've watched interviews i didn't watch the trailer before the movie but i definitely watched um the interviews well the trailer i watched a little bit and then i was like i should not the interviews though are just so like cringe that i just don't want to watch it like like yeah. everybody wants to do a rapid fire and I'm like and they always just want to ask like scandalous question like <laughs> ask Kiara about Siddharth like what just let her be let them be you're right though some of these interviews are cringy I do like to watch like certain people like I love watching film companion interviews yeah. and we talked about this so yeah. she doesn't do any rapid fires and they're all very meaningful questions so I yeah. enjoyed that one you know, I was listening to her podcast. She did an interview with um, Karan Johar for his 50th birthday. I listened to that too. Yeah. I was like, you know, some people really, yeah, what, I definitely agree with you. I feel like her interviews are the only ones that I ever want to watch. Yeah. I also used to watch, um, is it Rajiv Masand? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the two, but he doesn't do them yeah. anymore. Yeah. yeah. So I haven't seen him in a while, but he does, like in when he does like the round tables and whatnot, those are interesting. Yeah. Those are interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, all these other interviews have just gone like cringe. Everybody wants to do. They took Coffee Curran's rapid fire and they ran with it in the worst ways possible. Abused it. Oh my gosh! Did you guys know Coffee with Curran season seven is coming? Yes, yes, I did not know that. I am very excited. Yes, (laughs) I love his screw it. I'm gonna brew it thing. Like he's really leans into that, and I'm almost like it's not that good what i love it really i'm gonna brew it (laughs) you know i'm watching that too it's like it's some of the things are on that show also is cringe but i just watch i like how he does his games and stuff it's fun yeah fun cringe though yeah yeah because i think because he knows everybody and everybody wants him to like them Mm -hmm. it's like a perfect combo because there's no like the star is not like in a bigger position than the interviewee because that's usually how it is yeah with him it's like yeah he's also this huge thing in the industry so nobody everybody kind of takes it seriously almost i'm excited to see who the who the interviewees are gonna be like what combinations are gonna come on do we know what his first guests are gonna be yet i don't think so i haven't seen anything you know how he's so secretive or tries to be secretive about that (laughs) I would be I mean like I feel like it's such a big deal yeah Yeah. and I think being the first guest is also you know how how he likes to start off with Bang and um some breaking news Alia Bhatt and Ranbir Kapoor are having a baby okay yeah that was I was not expecting that so I was like wow because I feel like she seems like she's so young even though she's 29 I feel like she's like 25 or something movie years that is super young isn't it yeah exactly why because all these other actresses they don't have babies until like later like 30s and she's like already having a baby it just seems so like wow she's too young but she's not too young (laughs) also she's had like a 
despite being young, I feel like her career is more successful than some of these other actresses. Yes. So, you know, I feel like she has also like, you know, the connections that she has, she has the luxury to like, I don't want to say it like that, but like, you know, she, she like, I, something she posted, I think afterwards, because people were talking about how, like, you know, how she's going to back off from the movies or things along that line. And she was like, just slamming them saying, no, I'm not going to do that. And I feel like she is at the perfect spot to be able to do that. So I was like, go you, like, yeah. let her have a baby if she wants to have a baby. No, I think that's a great point because I think a lot of other actresses, even if they want to have a kid, they have to be like, okay, am I okay with my career basically being over? And I don't think that's uh, that's something she has to really consider. That I hope that's something nobody has to consider. Like she can have a baby and still be a good actress, you know. But like I know what you mean. Bollywood is just Bollywood. Yeah. But yeah, what else is new? Did you guys watch the trailer for um, Raksha Bandhan or something with our uh, with what's his name? Oh, I started it and then I got bored. It's cringy. I think I've. It's been like too much Akshay. Like I can't even like look at him. <laughs> I was actually seeing comments like that about Kira. Like, I didn't agree at all, but I was seeing a lot of people saying Kira has been everywhere. Like, we're getting tired of seeing her. What else has she been in? Like, Bublaya and this, Bublia right? Too. Yeah. Bublaya too. this. What else? I think that's it, no? That's yeah. I don't know. I disagree with that sentiment for sure. Well, I, I think, think a lot of- right now. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Nimba. No, it's okay. I was going to say a lot of Ranbir Kapoor's movies are coming out now, back to back. Yeah, I think it was just because Kiara, like promotions now are so aggressive because you see them like everywhere yeah. all the time. So it's probably why we feel like she's been everywhere, like mm-hmm. too many, too many yeah. movies. Like some of these, like some of these older actors when they're doing promotions, like I was watching videos of Anil Kapoor, like you can tell he's over it. He's like, I just want to do my movie and get done with it. But I love seeing the older actors during interviews because like you miss them, you know, like seeing Anil Kapoor's interview. I was like, oh, yeah, like I, I remember how fun he can be when just answering like a nonsense question. Yeah. And it's like there's a lot you don't know about them because, you know, they didn't grow up with all the social media. So, you know, you I feel like I get to learn more about you through the interviews. Mm. So. Oh, Shah Rukh Khan did like a IG live. I don't know if y'all watch that. Oh, he did? Mm-hmm. Uh, for what? I think it was like his 30th year in the industry or oh. something like that. Yeah. I didn't watch it, but I saw like clips of it and he looks so good. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like the pictures do not do him justice. Except he had his glasses on. Like I think it was just at his house. Oh. He had his glasses on. I miss him. So I'm excited for his movies to come out. I think, I think like an official poster came out as well. Yeah, I saw that. Like, yeah, it looks so good. Bandage, yeah. yeah. So many movies, though. I didn't know that was also a movie coming out. Yeah, I totally because of the pandemic, everything's backed up, and now they're going to release it. Oh. Yeah, I'm really excited to see him on screen again. Mm-hmm. I'm also excited to watch um, Brahmastra. I'm like, I really want that movie to be good. I hope. I feel like it will be. They've spent, you know, if they've... They've you done never know, dude. It could be shit. <laughs> like yeah. you were saying before, like I wonder what they're gonna do if it's bad, like with this trilogy planned. I know. Like, are they gonna just not do the next two movies? No. I feel mm-hmm. like the story's not gonna be completed with the first one. So they would like, and I think they've already started working on the second one, right? So something like that. And there's been so many like speculations, like, oh, Shah Rukh Khan's gonna be in it. Yes. Be in it. Like, yes, yes. I think it's just like generating hype. hype. Sometimes I don't like it when the movies have so much hype. Like, 
and no. the fake like comments on YouTube, they're so obvious. And the YouTube bots are always all over it when a new trailer drops. Yeah, that's like a given now with all movies. It's so annoying because I want to know what like people actually feel about these movies, you know? Yeah, sometimes they can drown out. Oh, I, I, I like hi for um Brahmaster though. The one thing that I was really excited about was like usually this things like um like looking for clues in trailers and things like it's like reserved for like Marvel movies or like Game of Thrones or like Star Wars. So doing that in an Indian movie is very exciting to me. I don't know. I am really like I'm very hesitant about Brahmaster. I'm like I don't really know like. you know all the cast and like the director and the production everything is like you know up there like you know the best bollywood can probably find or whatever something along that line but i'm just like oh my god like you can never be confident i feel like you can like you can't go back from this i just i want it to be good but you never know yeah exactly the trailer was okay to me i did go back and watch it and it was okay so yeah it was I was not very impressed with it. So we'll see. Yeah, the trailer. I mean, I like that song that they that one little clip they Yeah. put out. What did you guys think of? Did you guys watch the trailer for um what is his other movie that's coming sooner than the Ramasa one? What is it called? Oh, I have not watched it. Yeah. yeah. Have you is watched it? That one also looks questionable. Oh. I don't know why he's doing this type of movie. I know nothing about the other movie. Shamshir, I guess it's like set in like it's like a historic fiction or historic. I don't know if it's a fiction or like real life thing, but it's a historic movie, and he's like, um, um, I don't know what exactly even he is in that movie. <laughs> like Bonnie Kapoor is in it, and she looks looks from the trailer looks like she's only in there for songs. So I didn't really see a lot of characters, and I hate when Bollywood does that. And also there's um, also Sanjay Sanjay that is also in it, I think. Mm. I did see a few posters. Yeah. And Vani Kapoor's poster reminded me of like Katrina Kaif from like her like you know blink yeah. and you miss it roles in yeah. yes. all these movies she's done. Yeah. Does like Yashraj do, do like do they do a thing cuz like I feel like all the movies that I see of Vani Kapoor is always Yashraj like oh maybe she has like, a contract. Like, yeah, I wonder. Maybe. Yeah. Okay, should we wrap this up? Yeah, we can do our reviews. Okay. All right, I'm going to let y'all handle the reviews given that I haven't watched the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about you give us what you thought based off of what you heard from us? I think based on what y'all said, I feel like this is a fun movie in theaters. Like if I'd watched it in theaters, I wouldn't regret it. I think if I watch it at home, it'll be an okay movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, but it's still a movie like you can watch. Like if you watch it for you'll probably just watch it once and enjoy it enough. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it won't be a waste of your time. Um, I can go. For me, I would rate this not Beshram. Um, I thought like the premise was interesting, like um couples divorcing and like what happens after marriage. Even though like they could have gone a step further probably and you know dug deeper into these uh issues just having cuz I haven't watched a mainstream movie that has talked about things like this so I thought it was interesting and I had fun watching it so yeah 
I think I would agree with you. Um, it's a good step forward. There's more they can explore from this point on, but yes, I agree with you. It's a not Beishram. Well, thanks for having me, you guys. This has been fun. Yeah. Wait, I have to say on. thank you to you. No, I <laughs> Thank you all for listening and special thanks to Nirba for agreeing to join this podcast, even though she's a product of nepotism. <laughs> Catch us next time for another Bollywood Basharam review. Bye. Bye. Bye.